Sandy Lindsay is the Chair of Tangerine Communications, one of the UK's leading integrated communications consultancies. She's also the non-executive director for many tech and not-for-profit businesses. She's involved in over 10 businesses in total. Sandy Lindsay, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. So, so this is week eight of the enforced lockdown. How are you feeling? Is it week eight? Wow, that's interesting. Um, honestly, I'm finding it fascinating. Okay. In, in what way? Um, in a number of ways. Uh, when I was, um, when I had a day job, uh, it was, uh, my specialism was crisis management. And what I always used to cite is that uh, it's an ill wind that, that blows no good, whatever, whatever that saying is. In other words, there's, there's very few crises that don't also throw up opportunities. Um, and obviously, this is an absolutely dreadful one, and there's, there's lots and lots of people dying, and it's thrown us all into complete chaos. But what I'm also seeing is um, some really life-enriching things happening, and also some deeply impressive business practice taking place. So, so let's talk a little bit about that then, because you are non-executive director for many innovative tech businesses and startups. In, in what interesting ways are you seeing the businesses that you're advising, pivoting and innovating at this time? So obviously, nobody can go out. We know that. Nobody can, you can't have meetings. We're all doing meetings on Zoom and Skype and Teams and mm -hmm. WebEx. And if you'd have asked me prior to this lockdown, if, if you'd have called me on Skype or FaceTime, I would literally have thrown my, my, my phone across the room <laughs> in horror and, right. and sent you a text saying, bloody call me on the phone. Yeah. Um, but now we do this like it's absolute second nature. Mm. And, and um, it's extraordinary how quickly we've adapted. That's what I love about humans. We, we adapt very quickly. And to we things do. that we, we never thought we would want to do or we ever thought we could do, mm. when you're thrown into a situation like this, when you have to do them, mm. you adapt. And so for a very, very close to home example, um, as well as Tangerine Communications, my, my second business was the Juice Academy, which is a not-for-profit digital apprenticeship program so we create jobs for young people and for a couple of years now we've said you know what we need to do is we need to try and find a way to do this remotely because currently it's classroom based mm. so we every other week the kids come to us and they have a full day training face to face with our tutors well obviously that's impossible now so literally within a week we were able to do online tutoring within a week and we've been talking about it for two years Amazing. <laughs> and I've seen that happening yeah. all over the place. You know, one of the other businesses I'm, I'm non-exec of, North Coders, mm. which is a coding boot camp, they've done exactly the same. They've, they are now doing online tutoring mm. um, in order to make their learners be able to complete their course. You know, uh, and it's happened very, very quickly. Um, I invested in a business recently called Student Nannies. Mm. Um, the business plan is extraordinarily clever, but very, very simple. So um, everybody needs babysitters and struggles to find them, apparently. Um, and tutors are becoming more and more popular. So why not put the two things together? So mm. uh, you, you get a, somebody who's currently studying at, at university to do, say, maths. Your young child is struggling with maths and you need a babysitter. So you get mm -hmm. a, a maths student 
certificate to be the babysitter. Brilliant. Hmm. But not when Smart. you're in the middle of COVID. Yeah, of course. And you don't want a stranger in your house with your child. <laughs> but so what they did, literally yeah. within a week again, yeah. they they pivoted and they said, right, well, we'll do online tutoring. We use our students who are now not able to go to university. We'll um, we'll do online tutoring for parents who are struggling to homeschool. Brilliant. Hmm. And that's, that's Super absolutely flying. Yeah. Mm. So, so, it's, so you're it's seeing all these businesses are, are, mm. are changing and pivoting and actually coming to the realization that a lot of the things they were doing because they were just doing them, they don't necessarily need to anymore. Mm-hmm. Super, super interesting. And are, are there particular sectors that are responding to this quicker than others? I mean, uh, from your background, I can see that you you consult with a lot of technology businesses, but are there any other types of industries that you're involved with? in and what are you seeing as the rate of innovation within those businesses because i would assume that the rate of innovation would be similar across all sectors but maybe technology businesses are prone to more rapid cycles of innovation because they're forced to yeah i mean obviously tech and digital businesses are are by nature agile you know they they are always innovating and changing and learning and, and updating so yes, they're, they're always going to be the ones that are going to be able to twist quicker. But I'm also, uh, as you know, a non-exec director of the Rugby Football League. And, and they've been the same, you know, the, the, the rate at which they've been able to adapt. Um, again, we've been having Zoom calls as a board uh, three times a week. Mm. And that's the other extraordinary thing about this. You know, imagine, because at the moment with the Rugby Football League, the board is made up of two people that live in London, one person that lives six way mm. two in manchester one in leeds two in leeds getting them those people together you know that takes nightmare planning yeah yeah nightmare um but now you can do it within an hour you can mm. say ah oh, this has just happened we just had this thing happen is uh, you're free and then lickety split you're all on a zoom call and chatting mm. um and and that i'm seeing that a lot all the businesses and boards i'm involved with are doing regular calls just once mm. or touching base and you just mm. wouldn't be able to do that in normal times no you wouldn't and i'm absolutely convinced that when we go back if ever we go well we're never going to go completely back are we mm. to, to normal uh but i i'm absolutely convinced that that we will have learned so much and and we're never going to go back to that having to do the monthly meeting face to face and we don't talk in between because you don't need to yeah we've all learned I definitely hope so. And I think a lot of other people listening to this will also uh, hope that things don't go back to the manic way that life was before, because as we've all realized in the last few weeks, we don't need to live like that, which is Mm. super, super fascinating. Mm. So talk a little bit about um, sports then, because I, you mentioned that you are, um, you're involved with the rugby football league. Um, Tell us a little bit about what you're seeing the sports sector or at least rugby union what are they thinking about in terms of coming back to some state of normal what what does the phase transition sort of look like what what sort of conversations have have they been having about what the future could hold uh rugby league rugby league yes (laughs) um uh, the better one um (laughs) (laughs) so lots just absolutely lots. There's lots of moving pieces at the moment. Um, you might have seen last week that 
uh, the government agreed to give us the 16 million pound uh, funding um, in order to help the support because the sport is a sport but it also is extraordinarily um, involved in its local communities in um, some of the worst off towns in, in the UK and uh, it's been absolutely fundamental to some of those towns and cities so the government recognised that and, and we so far we're the only sport that they've actually given funding to hmm. um, so that that's been taking up a lot of our time as you can imagine um, we've got obviously lots of discussions going on about behind closed doors sports um, events with other sports like rugby union uh, obviously all the football in fact obviously all sports are talking about behind hmm. closed doors in order to try and get some sport back onto our TVs hmm. because people are in this country, people are passionate about sport and they're yeah. desperately missing Definitely. Seeing, seeing their their favourite teams playing against each other. That's right. Super interesting. Um, just coming towards the end of the, the interview now, how, how are you staying grounded as a leader at, at this time? I mean, how have your own emotions sort of flexed over the last six to eight weeks or so? I've been really surprised at how I've been fine with it because... I'm a real people person. I love people. I love being in a room with people, bouncing off ideas. And actually, I've been fine. Um, I obviously, as I mentioned, I've had lots of board meetings and lots of. Um, I'm also on the board of a couple of charities and um, things like the Northwest Business Leadership Team. So we've been having regular calls, regular conference calls, face to face on over over the uh, the lines, uh, and that's kept me busy during the day. Um, I'm involved in making sure as much as possible that when we come out the other end of this as a business community, regionally and nationally, um, we come out in the best shape possible. So we've been having lots of discussions with Treasury about apprenticeships. And Mm. so there's been lots of things going on that have kept me really occupied during the day. And then I've got lots of friends um, and I've still been seeing them at night. So like Mm. last night we did uh, an online 80s quiz Hmm. um and um we've done you know we've gone quote unquote to to the comedy store on a saturday night in london okay you know, and, and and doing a zumba class in my back garden all of it <laughs> without leaving the house yeah you know amazing. it's extraordinary what it really you is. do yeah and you have to to, to mm. keep yourself occupied so actually i've been as i said at the beginning i've found it fascinating mm. how quickly we and i have adapted to this Mm, super interesting just a final point about your uh point around innovation and businesses being innovative at this time what do these businesses have in common general electric general motors microsoft disney hp hyatt fedex salesforce google facebook and alibaba.com what do those businesses have in, have in common i would say a pretty strong leader yes but they all started also in a recession. All ah, of them. Interesting. Yeah, super fascinating. Yeah, yeah that uh, is interesting. Because uh, again, out of adversity comes opportunity. So definitely. Yeah, yeah, that is interesting. Uh, and, and on the point of leadership, I think that this is highlighting the best leaders and the worst leaders, um, politically and on a business <laughs> front. Politically, so, yes. <laughs> Definitely, yes. from a certain yes. leader over the pond. Uh, yes, inject, it quite, inject bleach, yes. why not? 
Sandy Lindsay is the director and non-executive director of a number of regional and national businesses and charities. Thank you for being on the show. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.